Tune in to my talk show, Intimate Conversations with Presented by Food for the Soul Media Group. Welcome to Food for the Soul Presentation and Intimate Conversations with your girl Talitha Kume. And we are live on our FB uh, page, Food for the Soul Present. So make sure you guys join us. We've got a great show for you tonight. So stay tuned in, y'all. And we will be right back. Welcome back. And thank you for tuning in this evening i always say this afternoon because I, I i see the sunlight and i still think that it's daytime but it's evening to food for the soul present mix with i am talitha kume and intimate conversations here on fishbowl radio the blue bowl and we are live on our fb uh page food for the soul presents if you guys haven't already go like our page follow us on instagram please and subscribe to our youtube stations food for the soul presents and intimate conversations and today i'm joining the studio tonight with my special guest speaker Preacher, the bridge builder, Mr. Chris Davis, and minister, business owner, my go-to for all of my video needs, and producer of my Intimate Conversations live show, Mr. Controversial himself, Cornelius Baycott, and that's the way I need to introduce him. Um, so um, if you guys would not mind, Chris, first and then Cornelius, just tell us a little bit more about what you do. Wow. Uh, so the first thing I do is I, I, I'm on your show. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So that's what Thank I do. You. I do. I do. Um, just a lover of all things, man. Father of boys. Uh, just excited to be here. Okay. I mean, yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm expiring to be a man of the truth, you know. Yeah. Trying to, first of all, adjust my life to righteousness and try to lead others to actually the right path to God and not just the knowingly path that comes across the pulpit. You know, all the time, you know, we we learning things that's different in these days. So it's time to evolve, I guess. And mm. I am ready for the evolution. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm talking about? And that was the reason why um, I had you guys on the show. So, you guys, I want to get into it because we only have an hour. And these guys said they need way more time. So, hopefully, we'll be able to get a few nuggets in. And then if we have to do a part two, I will absolutely invite them back. But um, this whole month is going to be dedicated to our men. So, I'm calling it Let's Hear it for the Boys because I just thought that I, I kind of like that title. So, I named yeah, it that. Yeah. Um, but, yes. But, <laughs> But tonight's show, we're asking the question of why men don't attend church, you guys. So first, let me read my statistics real quick, and then we're going to get into it, you guys. So found a couple of articles. I put them all together. But it says churches from Moscow to Melbourne to Minneapolis are asking, where are the men? Have you ever walked into a church and silently asked yourself, where are all the men? Although the majority of religious congregations in America identify their pastor or religious leader as a male, you're not imagining that there is a shortage of men in the pews. According to Kathy Grossom of USA Today, women outnumber men in attendance in every major Christian denomination, and they are 20% to 25% more likely to attend worship at least weekly. In the U.S. Congregational Life Survey, it revealed that an average American congregation is roughly 61% female and 39% male. No other religion suffers the enormous gender gaps that plague Christianity. And it's not just attendance where men trail me, where where men trail women. Men are less likely to lead, they're less likely to volunteer, and they're less likely to give in church. They pray less, they share their faith less, and they read the Bible less. And this is according to this this article. The men who do go to church seem passive and bored, and it and it's often impossible to get church going men to do 
to do anything other than attend services. So it says the church's gender gap is often invisible because the top tier of church leadership is still heavily male. Over 90% of Protestant pastors and 100% of Catholic priests are male. But Leon Potels put it best. The modern church is an army of women led by a few male generals. Men need the church, but more importantly, the church needs men. The presence of enthusiastic men is one of the surest predictors of church health, growth, giving, and expansion. Meanwhile, a man shortage is a sure sign of congregational paralysis. Y'all was trying to get that. I'm brain freeze. Paralysis and decline. Why does this matter? And what are the far-reaching consequences of a shortage of church men? Ross Sawyers, the pastor of 121 Community Church, answers this, answers this question in stark terms. He argues that families are 90% more likely to attend church if the man of the household attends. This means that with the majority of men, as significant as the one described by Grossman and the, uh, uh, the other article, the church risks losing the majority of its congregation, both men and female, over time because the men are not attending church so i just had to put all that out there you guys and um i know you probably know the statistics or you're in churches where you see the statistics mm-hmm. but um chris i want to start with you and then i want to start with cornice and give me some reasons because we're just going to kind of go for it mm-hmm. why do you think men are not attending church so i think i think it just i think we uh have to to kind of circle it back to how men are oriented okay. and then the messaging Right. Okay. So um, if you take it all the way back, men are typically functional. Right. Women are t- typically relational. Right. Okay. Generally, when there is an invitation to be a part of a church. Right. It's an invitation to relationship. Okay. Right. Uh-huh. So typically, OK, if a man uh, is hearing relational messaging versus functional messaging, mm-hmm. it's not really going to be kind of jiving with his language the way he's oriented okay now if you're talking about helping him do something right then it's going to jive with his language so for instance if, if somebody if you have a woman who is relational and it's said and and the message is come have a relationship with the church come have a relationship with jesus that's her language right mm-hmm. but if he's functional right then we have to put it in the context of function do produce if the messaging is produce then it's going to be in, it's going to be relating to and him. resonating with okay, him to you the know? so I, I think that a lot of it i mean even when you in, in in christian protestant christian churches typically if you if you go to church and you hear an illustration generally it's from a woman's perspective if it's a relational illustration it's about the men who ain't doing xyz okay. if it's father's day generally even if you're a good man and you're a present father, it, the men are getting beat up. You need to do X, Y, Z. Ain't no excuse. You need to da 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 da. Not okay. hey, here's some affirmation or some encouragement about the guys who are doing what okay. they're supposed to do. So that's a challenge. And so guys reject and rebel against what they feel like is kind of a repelling of them. Like we don't want you here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, Cornelius. You know, la- and go. The last time. The last time. I spoke on this. I got set in my church. Okay, wow. <laughs> and, um, you know, some things get twisted up, you know, when you're speaking. And um, what we have to learn is that this is happening in church all across America. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? It's just not in one, in one certain church or mm-hmm. a specific church. It's yeah. all around. But I have to go back until, let's look at 
how church was in the 80s, right? Okay. When I was coming up, um, I remember the church actually helping families. Um, if the family was hungry, they uh, bring food to the house. They had commodities that would come, and they would look out for the families. Today, it's more of the church embracing itself. Okay. Um, and the homes and people, homes are suffering, and men are already being put out by the system, by the government, and they're dealing with all these factors. And then when they go to church, all the church do is give me, give me, give me, and I don't have nothing to give. Okay. Right. So if, if we're basing the um, basing church ministry on what we can get from the people and not basing it on what you can do for the people, then it creates a dilemma where you're only taking and you're not giving and you're not building families. And I and I believe that family families build communities, communities build churches. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you fix the problem with the family, you fix the problem with the church. And then you fix the problem with the church and the family, you fix the problem with the community, right? So we have a gap that has been that has been created throughout the, the 80s and the now 2000s yeah. um, that has totally separated leaders and separated family and based it on just church and it's just, just tearing us apart, mm. period. It's just breaking, breaking, breaking the family up and churches are full of families. But an incomplete family is not a family, really, you know? Right. Especially with that head. Um, so. Say, say, say that, please. <laughs> okay, so if that is the case, um, Cornelius, I'm going to go with you and then we'll, go, we'll shoot back to Chris. Why do you think that churches have detoured from the, in, the, the initial um, meaning or what the church was built for? Why have they gone astray? Well, if you look at how, I got to go back to society. If you look okay. at how soci society has forced black men out of the home. Um, and, and also, black men also being locked up and not considered for jobs. Um, and all the women is being, all the jobs are being passed down to their women. Okay. Um, so the money is being made mostly by the women. And the men are trying to survive and trying to compete with women who give. So they are being elected more. In church, or they're being chosen to do certain things more. And we say that there's no male leaders, right? But the problem is, is that our women are being selected to lead above us, mm. right? And whenever you put a woman above her husband, then you put her out of her place in God, right? So um, there was a thing in um, like in 90, 90, 93 or something when we, the Cummins you are, remember the Cummins you are thing? Mm-hmm. Right, mm -hmm. that totally made the, the church transition to like the world because now we can come and live how we want to. So since I'm above my husband or my man in the world, I can be above him in church because I'm coming as I am. I can dress how I want. I can look how I want, and that uh, and those and those little things only open up the door to what we see today. It's just okay. the transition of how it happened, and now men are less likely to lead because they're, they're less confident. Um, they're less chosen because me, me personally, I feel like I'm more controversial. Mm -hmm. um, so I have more of an opinion versus most mm -hmm. people. So um, that's, and I, it's not really, I, I dropped the video about feminine energy. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I feel like me not being such feminine or not allowing myself to 
just go along with what people say when they say something, mm-hmm. it really makes it hard to. I don't, and I, I feel like I'm going all over the place a little bit. I don't no. want to do that. Mm-mm. Um, it makes it feel like it, I don't want to be. Cons- I don't want to agree with whatever. It makes it seem like I don't want to agree with a person mm-hmm. when I'm only trying to reveal the truth. Okay. Um. So it makes you controversial. That's why you call Mister yeah. Controversial, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's that's just how I feel about that. Yeah. I really and and it's not it's not controversial to me though but the reason why I said that is because I know that it's controversial to other people a lot of the stuff that you say they're looking at you like did he just really say that like mm-hmm. out loud on <laughs> FB or in front of somebody what's mm-hmm. going on um so what about you Chris because I, I can occur I can agree with everything Cornelia said yeah. what what do you think as far why have they gone so left you know what i'm saying if it was about the family and it was about giving to the family what the church system was set up for why is it now hey give me tithes hey give me your time hey give Mm -hmm. me this hey give me that or whatever and the people are sitting around like doggone like cornelia said if i'm a man i'm dude i ain't got that much to give i'm already getting beat down in the world i'm coming home now i'm coming to your church and you like give me give me give me and then when i don't give me give me give me or if i choose not to go then you're gonna put my wife over me mm-hmm. and and now it's it's this struggle of of um of leadership now it's a yeah. battle between the men and the women like yeah. what the women are doing yeah. the men are sitting at home yeah supposedly or the men are sitting in the pews <laughs> supposedly mm-hmm. because they don't want to agree mm-hmm. with the leadership supposedly mm-hmm. so i think i think the challenge is it's got a couple of uh, it's got a couple of streams right a couple okay. of ten, a couple of tentacles the first thing um first of all it's, it's not really a shortage of leadership okay because men are leading mm-hmm. they're just coaching little league teams okay right football baseball they're 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 leading in other places okay. they're just not leading there right because it doesn't feel inviting for them okay. right mm-hmm. now again when you come to church you're coming to church to be ministered to it's a it's a hospital right i'm broken i need some help in my area of brokenness right so the messaging is tailored for where you're broken here's some healing and then take this with you keep applying it while you're at home and then come back and get some more right so when he goes to church and it's he's not being ministered to now the challenge is we're we're circling it back to i'm broken Mm -hmm. Okay, so now we I I was broken, whether it was in my childhood, whether it was on the job, whether it was in some of my my brotherhood relationships or, or, you know, somewhere else. I have brokenness that I'm bringing to church. Right. And I need somebody to speak to my brokenness. Okay, so if you give me an illustration that is more resonant with a woman's point of view than a man's point of view, I'll agree that that's truth, but it doesn't apply to me. I need something that applies to me. Or, hey, I'm a man. I've been given this mantle of leadership. It's heavy. Somebody help me. Talk to me about how to do this better. Is it okay for me to be afraid? Is it okay for me to feel worn out? Is it okay for me um, to be weary? How do I deal with the weight of headship in my family? Okay. Or how do I deal with, like, you know, I think we, one of the last times I was on this show, I was talking about this meme that I saw that was incredible. Uh, And it says that um, the, the concept is true. But the meme said, um, we cannot raise our children how our parents raised us because our parents raised us for a world that, ne- this, that doesn't exist anymore, right? Because the world has changed. Now, there are some commonalities. Some things are the same, but there are a lot of different dynamics that are different. So from the church's standpoint, what, what, what most pastors are trying to do is minister to the majority of who they see. Well, the majority of who they see is women, is women right? Mm-hmm. Because it's relational and I'm ministering to your stuff, right? 
So if I if I want to talk to a man, I need to speak to men's brokenness. Bruh, here's as a man, typically, because you said in the in the in the article that uh, generally church leadership is male, mm -hmm. right? So if I'm a man, I, I know what you're dealing with. I need to speak to your stuff. I need to speak to the weight that you feel on your shoulders and how you can carry that and that you ain't by yourself. That that Jesus literally said, come unto me, all you are weary and heavy laden. I will give you what? Rest. Rest. Mm -hmm. Right? You try to do it all by yourself. You try to carry all this load by yourself. He says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Like, yo, there's hope. But he's out here dying because he doesn't have hope and he doesn't see help anywhere. And he's, okay, so you tell me I can go to this place and get help and get hope and I go here and all I get is more of the beat down than I just got out there. Okay. So I'm not, so, you know, what's the difference? Why I go here when I can just get beat out all here? If I'm going to get beat down, let me, you know, at least I know where it's coming from. Right. right? And so I think that a lot of ways the, the, the hope and, and I think what we can do to kind of curve this back in the direction it needs to go is to look at both genders, right? There are some unique needs that each have. There are some unique ways that women have been broken because of their experiences that we can speak to and that the Bible speaks to. And I think that if we look at how men are, are experiencing brokenness and speak to it, it will, it will call them back. It will beckon them to come back, in my opinion. I think, um, but... I, I want to respond to something you said because it's true that they need to heed to the to own um, more what the men needs or also, mm -hmm. but ain't no ain't no money in that, right? And ain't no money, ain't no finances in it. Um, it's it's easier to feed to a woman's emotions. You know what I'm saying? Because if, if you can get into her emotions, you can get it open her wallet. Okay. Right. Um, men are less likely to open their wallet when you say give. Women are more likely to open their mind when they're emotional. Mm -hmm. um, so the word is to get the woman to get emotional mm -hmm. in order to distract them, not to distract them, but to order to pray. I don't want to say pray is such a, a tight word, but in yeah, order that's harsh. <laughs> that's um, harsh. But um, in order to manipulate okay. them out of their pockets. Okay. Um, and the problem with that is that it leaves the leader, the male. In the house, Which is the man, mm -hmm. right, in a state of vulnerability yeah. and aloneness, okay, and and a lack of respect because now that woman not only does I give and put her in a position over him, which is why, which is why um look at look at elders right. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna use this elder. Elder is a role is a role that is reserved for a man. Okay, mm -hmm. but we have a bunch of women elders. Okay, that should not be. But we have elders, women elders, and we have husbands. At home, who are not elders, mm -hmm. does that not put her in leadership over him? Right, right. At how church can, and at home. How, how can you be an elder, and I'm not nothing, and, and I'm just a person? That 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 automatically puts you in a position over me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. you are not meant to lead me, even though and you know. I know this may sound male chauvinistic, but this mm -hmm. is Bible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And and if we if we talk about spiritual matters, right? Um, she should not be above. Me, especially when we're married, even though the role is really for men, right. elders and pastors, that's a man's role. Right. Biblically sound, I can't think of the scripture right now, mm -hmm. but it's there. Right. So now the husband have, but one wife and all right. that, yeah. Right. yeah mm -hmm. So so but now we have woman not only leading above her husband, and and at home he's he's is at church, and 
some of these women like to assert that, and at church, and it's kind of belittling if you have your if you have your wife who's an elder trying to correct you in front of the whole church, or uh, you know what I'm saying? It's just it's just it just don't feel good. And it's not meant to be that way because he's supposed to lead her. She's not supposed to lead him. Right. Well, and so here's a challenge. Here's a challenge when we start when we bring it all the way back because you're right. Um, the biblically. It said that it would be like that. It, when you look at Genesis chapter 3, it said that the curse was, right, you're going to work real hard, bruh, and be marginally productive. Thorns and thistles is what we're going to get back. It says mm -hmm. that for her, your curse is going, you're going to desire your husband, but he will rule over you. So the, the challenge is, so, so when you break this thing all the way down, okay, so when, when he was made, he was formed. When she was made, she was built, right? So that means that she's got a lot of capacity. She's got a lot of skill set broad because the vision that God gave him was broad. So she's got a gang of skills. Then you look at the curse. Her productivity was not hindered. Why? Because she was made to be an accomplisher, a helper mm -hmm. to facilitate the vision coming to pass. Yeah, God gave it to him. He, she's to help to make that happen. Right. So here's a challenge. Right. So the challenge is she's going to desire the, the place that she originally had prior to. The, the 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 hierarchy being established right okay so this this drive this drive that she has it's going to drive her in a way that for instance because i think the, the article said that men are less likely to read their bibles and uh -huh. less likely to do this and that and the other the challenge is is that um our roles are different right right so what what we have to circle back is okay what is the vision that god gave the husband and is that respected you know how, like you know i might not respect the person but i respect the position mm -hmm. so the so the question is okay is there respect for the position and if so then that's then there there's going to be help and there's going to be support driving hey you're the head you're the leader driving that thing what's going to motivate him to do more of what god has called him to do but i, I don't disagree with the fact that in churches because they're 80 percent women or 70 percent women or 60 percent women that you go with what you got. Okay. And because they're made to be accomplishers, that's generally what they're going to do. If you're trying to get something done, you, you typically go with the accomplishers. So that's what, so what we see in churches right now is that, okay, you say, look, I got, we have a fish fry that we're going to do on Friday. Volunteers, you go with the people who volunteer. Mm -hmm. So if you get 80% women and 20% men, you, you go with who comes to help. Okay, so in, in saying that, do you bake, do you break biblical principle to do that? So see, he, see, 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 I do, understand do what you you're saying. Break, do you break biblical principle to, to, to do that? You shouldn't. You shouldn't. So you shouldn't. so therefore, it leads us back to the situation. So everything sure. you say, it makes it not involved mm -hmm. because she's out of position. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I think what we're doing is we are we are communicating what the reality is yeah and then why it is that way mm -hmm. right now the question is and i think where we circled it back to the topic at hand how do we what do we do to fix that what do we do to change the narrative change the message right and we're going to talk about that later on because i know you guys are about to get real <laughs> deep on me right, and so on. um i and i i respect everything both of you guys are saying i'm going to take a brief commercial break and then we're going to come back and i have a couple of more um articles for you guys and a couple of more questions so we're doing good on time we're about 8 30 so we should be able to get some more good nuggets in i'm not going to do a whole lot of 
music, <laughs> but here you guys go. And welcome back to Food for the Soul presents Intimate Conversations with Talitha Kume, and I'm your host, Talitha Kume, and we are live on our Facebook Live page, Food for the Soul presents, with my special guest, Chris Davis and Cornelius Baycott. And we're asking why men don't attend church. And so when we left off, both of the gentlemen were giving us some very, very good nuggets, right? And so here's another question, and then we'll circle back around that because we're at about 836, you guys. Um, and so I found another article that said, that was talking about the ginger, the, the gender, sorry, gap in religion around the world. And it said women are general, generally more religious than men, particularly among Christians. But it says that um, the gender gaps between Christian women and Christian men are more consistent than the Muslim gender gaps, right? It says that the article that I found, it said that more women are religious in the Christian community, but more men are religious in the Muslim community or even the Jewish community. And so what I want to ask is, why do we think there's a difference? Why is there a breakdown in Christianity as a believer where our women are all like, yeah, praise God, we up in the mix. We all in church. It's 90% of us and it's 10% of y'all uh, versus in the Muslim faith or the Jewish faith, faith where we see more of the men leading and the women actually submitting as in biblical principles, which is what, you know, Cornelius and you guys were speaking of. So why is there a difference why do you think? Because I can I can say this here. If you look at all those religions that you just named outside of Christianity, uh -huh. all of them are submitted submissive to their husbands. Right, and you I was going to say that. Yeah, you look at every last one of them. Mm -hmm. That that and that and that and that submission allows him to be confident, and and and, and he embraces it. And it makes him thrive okay. in the role of leadership, and it makes him want to pursue more. Okay. Um, and there is no challenge for the throne. Right. Okay. Right. There is not. There's no battle tug of war for who's going to lead the house. Mm -hmm. Right. So in that case, so so since he's he's so since he is already known and he's the selected leader, mm -hmm. then it transitions to the church where he's known and he's the selected leader, and she follows him and she trusts him and she. This is a hard word, <laughs> well, it's, but it's a biblical word. She mm -hmm. obeys mm -hmm. him because she trusts him. Mm -hmm. It's, it's kind of hard for a woman to obey a man who she doesn't trust. Right. So she has to, she has to, she has to get that trust, but that trust only comes through her submission. Okay. And if she don't learn to trust him, then he'll never be able to, to, to level up and be the man that he's destined to be because he needs her to build his confidence. And she needs her to make him feel like he has a place in this world. If she is constantly competing with him, like the world is competing with him, then he's never in a position where I'm sure I got this. You know, I'm sure that I can do this because his own mate, who he's supposed to be taking care of and be the provider for, denies him, or doubts him. So it's a tough position Ooh. to be in. Okay. We can go on a whole tangent on that one, <laughs> but I think I think you you you, you hit on something, and I, I want to kind of I'm gonna go, I'm gonna say two things here, but the submission component, right? So submission, if you break that thing down, it's submission, right? Subordinate to the mission. So then, what is the mission that we are submitting to? We're subordinate to the mission. The goal is the kingdom agenda, right? Mm -hmm. So you look at like First uh, Corinthians like eleven, right? It talks about you know the head of every man is Christ, and every woman is man, and then you know of course you break that thing all the way down, but 
But what it's talking about is what is the mission? We have to establish what is the mission, right? We are subordinate to the mission. Everything we do is about the mission, right? So when, I think that we, we, it's cloudy, right, uh, in relationships so that you have some of the issues where the hierarchical issues where who's leading and who's not like they say you know um division division you know a house uh, divided against itself cannot stand right so division that means die is two division two visions right so mm -hmm. if you have two visions a two-headed monster of course it's not going to stand yeah. right mm -hmm. so you have to have one mission what is that mission here's what our purpose is there's a difference between relationships and partnerships relationships are about relating to each other partnerships are about the goal we come together to accomplish the goal whatever you got to sacrifice and whatever i got to sacrifice it's all for this established goal but if you don't establish the goal then it you know you got two different visions. I'm gonna go to, I'm gonna go this way. I'm gonna go that way, right? But I think in terms of circling back to what you said, um, with the different um, faith practices, right? Mm -hmm. Christianity, Muslim, you know, Buddhist, and all that. Uh, I think the challenge is is uh, is there's two differences. Mm -hmm. uh, you mentioned the word religion, right? And I think that there are a lot of men who may not necessarily be religious, but they are spiritual. Like all you gotta do is go to a barbershop. Okay. You know, you got brothers in there that ain't step foot in the church quoting, you know, what they know about scripture. There's some mm -hmm. stuff that some guys know. Guys know. Mm -hmm. Guys know. Right. Most of them grew up and their grandmothers took them to church and, and they, they went to church until they didn't have to go to church yeah. no more. Right. So they know it. It's in there. Right. The challenge is, again, the key word you use was religion. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that we, we get so caught up in the religious dynamic that we miss the relationship with Christ part. Right. It's the same, the same, the same issue that Jesus, when he came and he engaged back in, in his day, uh, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they were all about this religious structure. He was like, man, listen, y'all got this thing all wrong. You're missing. Like, OK, for instance, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm I know I'm circling back, but uh, in, in Revelation chapter two, it talks about the church at Ephesus. And it says that you guys are doing ministry in, in, a, in an excellent way. Y'all doing all the stuff y'all supposed to do. But the one thing you're missing, this one thing I have against you is that you left your first love. Here's the thing. You can do great stuff. But if you miss the key ingredient, right, it makes it all pointless because here's the main point. Right. And I think in a lot of ways, again, the, the religiosity. A lot of guys, again, you go to barbershops, you go to basketball courts, you go to football games, right? You'll see they want they want it. If we go and we have a casual conversation, just sitting down and chopping it up with the fellas, and then we just tell them truth, we give them truth, we give them this relational truth, like, man, it ain't all what you, what you thought it was, it ain't all, all that. I mean, here's what this thing really boils down to. God loves you, and we take it from there. Right. If you understand that God loves you, then then connecting with somebody who loves you is really easy. But if all I see is God is judging me or God is breaking down and all that's all I see, because I mean, parents, we get on our kids for stuff that they do wrong. But our kids know we love them, though. If they miss what is it? What's the phrase? Rules without relationship equals rebellion. If all I get is rules and no relationship, if I don't know you love me, it's going to be hard for me to do what you say and hard for me to follow you. So if I'm presenting this picture and all I get is you ain't no good, you ain't did this, you ain't did that, you're not measuring up. If that's all I feed you, ain't nobody going there because it doesn't feel like it's, there's no nourishment there. Mm -hmm. You got to balance it out.
I mean, if all you do is beat your kids yeah. <laughs> and tell them what they're doing wrong and you never come and encourage them and tell them what they're doing right and make sure that they know you love them, you, you, go, you lose your kids. Right. But so what happens when you never tell your kids that they're doing wrong? No, well, I, I think that, again, I think you marry the two because the Bible okay. talks about you, you chasing those you love, right? I, I don't want you to get hit by a car. So when you step out in the street, when I told you to stop, I'm going to have to spank your butt or whatever I got to do to discipline you. So because I'm trying to protect your life. Right. So there is some chastening. But I think you. But again, everything is done in love. Right. So if I jump, if I if I get on you, you're more likely to listen to me if you know that I love you. Right. At the end of the day. Right. Like, I'll listen, Daddy, you know what? I did mess up. Because, see, you know, I'm coming from a place that at the end of the day, if I mess up and I got some discipline coming my way, when I know my daddy, if I ever start to question whether you love me, then you're losing me. That's relationships in general. We're talking about from a parent standpoint. Right. Well, if you got spouses and they are uh, sharpening one another, mm -hmm. <laughs> we'll just kind of use it that way, and there's, I mean, I don't, you know, it's starting to feel like it's more where I, I doubt or I question whether you're loving me. Mm -hmm. There's some challenge there. There's some disconnect. And I think that's where we got to get back to, um, to in terms of attracting men uh, to church, to the body, right? Well, listening to both of you all, it almost sounds like, now correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds like the biblical teaching of the church, the present day church, some, not all, so I'm not going to generalize everybody. Because like, you know, when Corn and I were talking the other day, it's like a lot of churches that are speaking the truth, they might have three members. You know what I'm saying? On the real, because they speaking the truth. And we like, we don't want to hear the truth. We want to hear what sounds good to my ear. I don't, I'm not trying to hear that, you know, that I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm doing this. And so what needs to happen with the ministers or the preachers because what it sounds like is if i'm preaching to my all-female audience which is all i have like you said so i'm gonna go with the majority of what i see every sunday so i'm not out there trying to fish for men i'm not out there doing any of that um and when men do come all they hear is don't you did these women is trying to do this these women is out doing y'all now and all of this stuff and there's no relationship with the pastor the head of this establishment um then you're going to continue to lose men because they have no relationship with this pastor so whatever you're telling me you want me to respect you you know what i'm saying and it's really almost like nigga i don't even know you mm. not for real i don't know you why should i even listen to you mm. Mm. you know what i'm saying or or you say study to show yourself approved mm. and then when i'm studying to show myself approved mm. i get something different from what you get but now i can't come back and talk to you about it we can't discuss it mm. mm. no you do what i say because i'm the head of this church and yeah. if you do something different then i'm yeah. gonna sit you down yeah 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 so how 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 do you get rid of that part because you know like i was telling um my husband when we were talking about it i was like okay i'm 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 trying to understand why Christianity to me now I don't know about a whole lot of other religions it's the only religion to me I'm a part of it is that there's so many different dynamics within Christianity so we're all sitting around like okay do we believe this church what, what is it this sector is it this sector and then they say well study for yourself okay I'm studying for myself and it looks like in here it says this 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 am I right am I wrong who's telling me I don't know. So now I'm living my life according to 
what I feel. I feel like Jesus said this, and this is what I'm going to go with. And yeah. fuck what you talking about. So <clears throat> check this out. You, we we, we um, talk about religions, and, and you gotta notice that all these other religions, if you look at look at Muslims, they have laws. Right. Look at um Jews, they have, have laws, laws. Right. Yes. Even the earth itself has laws. Right. Mother Nature has laws. Natural laws. Yeah. Christianity, we don't have no laws. Now everything that now everything that God's created operates under laws, but Christians, right? Um, so. <laughs> Which is which is uh, which is to me is an oxymoron. Mm -hmm. It makes absolutely no sense. Um, um. <clears throat> so we claim. So we focus on the love of God, uh, of the love of Christ, right? His sacrifice. Right. Um, mm -hmm. which is true. Everything about that is true. But we also take that God's Christ, Christ's love and His sacrifice, and remove His laws, right? Um. So the next. So we. So Chris was talking about um how you know what I'm saying we should teach how that Christ loves me, right? Right. Um. I think we got that. I think that message has been pushed to death, that okay. Christ loves the world. For God so loved the world, John 3, 16, right? We know that Christ loves us. Mm -hmm. The focus now is how do we love Christ? Okay. Right? Um, now we now um, we don't know how to love God, and in, relation, in, in, in return, we don't have no relationship with God. Okay. The scripture says that um, if a man say he knows Christ, uh, knows God and don't keep it, his commandments. Mm -hmm. This is Christ that says this. Mm -hmm. That man is a liar. Mm -hmm. But um, if you look at the church today versus back then, you 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 are being taught that in the church now you can't keep the commandments. Or you you know what I'm saying? The laws are done away with. Or these things that these other things that prevents men from living righteously. Um, and you just focus on love because the new because Christ wrote a new commandment that says love. Mm -hmm. Well, um, now it's time to see what Christ means by love. Exactly. And, er and everything yeah. that Christ says about love refers us back to his laws and commandments. Mm -hmm. right. If you look at the scripture. If you love me, you'll keep, keep my, my commandments. commandments. Mm -hmm. If you love me, you'll obey. If you love me, you'll. this is this is what it is. You okay. know what I'm saying? It's not just loving because if we don't have nothing, if we don't follow that and follow what Christ says is law, which is his love, right. then we are left to assume what love is ourselves. Right. Right, so right. there is, and the problem with what you're saying out in church and the separation of us versus the other religions is that their foundation is still built off the word, and okay. our foundation is built off our opinions. Okay, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So we be, we have become an opinionated religion. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Instead of a biblical one. And that's why it's broken off into so many different yes, that, sectors. That's why you can go. That's why in Christianity they got so many different you got the apostolic you got the right. catholic church <laughs> right you know what i'm saying you got the own baptist mm -hmm. full gospel you, you got all these different lutheran wesleyan mm -hmm. yeah you know what i'm saying because everybody everybody mm -hmm. so presbyterian yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah everybody focused on doing their own thing instead right. of doing the biblical thing Right. And, you know and when you and when you go there, the problems with those different denominations is when you go there, everyone feels like they are justified and right in their religious practices. So if I go to an apostolic church and I don't speak in tongues, then they're like, uh, you not saved, girl. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I don't want. Huh? Or if I go somewhere else and I don't cover myself to pray, then, oh, no, you can't be. What are you? So it's kind of like. We're left and we're all over the place trying to figure this thing out. And these men are like, you know what? I don't want no part of this because men are so simple. And I know that for a fact, even though I'm not a man, I know men are simple. They just want, you know, simple things out of life. And so it's like you said, if it's application, fundamental, what do I need to do? That's what I need. I don't need to feel nothing. 
what do I need to do? And then once I know what I need to do, then I'm going to go ahead and tell my wife and, you know, let her get emotional for a little bit. But at the end of the day, I tell her we carry out the vision up under me. Is that correct? Is that what you guys are saying? Yeah, and I, th I think some of the denominations, there's focus on particular things. Yes. And it's not that the thing that they're focusing on is not important. Mm -hmm. It's just a piece of the whole. Right. Again, we, so we have to circle back. We're not we're not unaware of the enemy's schemes and his plots and his devices. Right. Man. The goal is divide, divide and conquer. And right. He's if us. I can get y'all all focusing on some other stuff instead of because there's, there's a reason why he said the greatest commandment. Right. Is love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind and strength. And the second one is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. He said all the law and the prophets hang on these two. Everything comes from there. So if you try to, we can get into specifics, but again, that's why when, when in, in the church at Ephesus in, in Revelation 2, he said, man, y'all doing everything great, but you're missing the love part. That's wonderful that you're doing all those things. And that's wonderful. You hate the people I hate and, and you know, the, you love the stuff I love, but you're missing the, this core principle, right? Mm -hmm. the, the, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, it says, man, you, you can do all that stuff, but if you don't have love, you're like a clanging gong. Yeah. It's pointless, right? A clanging gong is like it's like if if I'm trying to get the troops to uh, march, there's a certain way that I blow the trumpet. Mm -hmm. But if I blow the trumpet in a different way, they're not going to know to march. Right. Right. So it has to be recognizable. The recognizable component and everything that makes us different is God's love flowing through us. And there, there are specific ways as ways that it happens. I got it. I got to I got to read y'all. Reverend Anderson is on a roll. And Charmaine <laughs> are going back and forth. Okay. So Reverend Anderson says women want to uh, be loved. Men want to be respected. Mm -hmm. The question is, as men, are we expecting women to blindly follow a man that is not leading in a responsible, godly fashion that garners the respect they desire? Um, he also said there, there are resources that we all have access to um, aid in the study of the Bible. All scripture is profitable for teaching, rebuking, training, mm -hmm. and righteousness. Mm -hmm. um, as Christians, we don't live and operate based on the Old Testament law. We are now under the dispensation. And he grace. loves to use big words. Grace, him, yeah. and, him and Chris. Boy, y'all <laughs> kill me. Dispensation of grace. Yeah. And then uh, um, Pastor Rainey says there are literally many more laws in Scripture now than just the ten we know in the mm -hmm, Old Testament. Mm -hmm. Jesus came to fulfill those laws. Mm -hmm. We as Christians have many laws. And so we're going to go back to Cornelius saying that we are not teaching the laws in church right and like i was think i was telling you i'm like i didn't even know there was more than 10 laws i was yeah, going Leviticus somewhere and somebody was like hey you know that there's like a hundred and some some law i was like huh how <laughs> many okay oh okay i didn't know because they're they're not taught they're not taught right and so if we're not teaching law to uh, personally i believe that it could be more men might come if you tell me, like I said, one, two, three, four, do this, 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 this. Don't go based on how I feel, right? And so um, if all these churches are done, done you know, now we shouting and, we, and, we're, and we're speaking in tongues and we falling all over the floor and these men are like, uh, can you give me something that I can do when I leave here? Can you can, break it down for me so I know this, 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 because that's the way y'all operate, correct? Right? Generally. And if they're not doing that, then I'm like, I don't 
I, it's appealing to me. It's not yeah. appetizing to me for me to go there yeah. because I'm not really all I'm doing is going, getting to feel good or whatever. Yeah. And then I'm going to the house and we going through the same thing we was going through um, Monday through Saturday because, you know, you haven't really told me anything at all. Yeah, I think I think it. it boy, I think it, we circle it back to. Uh-huh. There was a phrase that I. Uh, I think Josh McDowell mentioned this, uh, but that circles back to rules without relationship equals rebellion, right? Uh-huh. When you when you when you begin working for a company, the first thing that happens is the relationship is established. Okay. Then you learn the rules. Right. Mm-hmm. It's the way it works, mm-hmm. right? So before we even get into the dynamics of how you govern yourself while you're here. We first establish the relationship. Again, we, th- I think that's what we're missing. So brothers, they're building relationships over Outside, here. Outside, yeah, and not in the church. I got to get you here, right? I gotta, okay. We got to get this relationship back in place, right? Again, when you look at, the, and you look at families, right, we're, we're about, we got to build the relationship. Then, we, then we, can, we can get into the hierarchy. We can get into all that, those dynamics. Okay. But if we don't establish that. You know, it, it's it's falling by the wayside because the brother we got again. So the the attraction, the attraction is not the rules. Okay. The attraction is God's love for him. Mm-hmm. That's it, right? We can get into the rules, and he'll fall. again. Kids, when we are disciplined by our parents, but we know that we grow from their discipline. We grow, but, but we know they love us first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because most kids, if I don't, if I think my parents don't love me and all they do is beat me, I'm running away from home. Right. <laughs> Real talk, you know, and, and so we, that's how we lose, right? But yeah, but saying that the blessings, a man's blessings is, is tied to his obedience. Okay, sure. It's tied to his obedience to God's will, and what is God's will? God's will is to for us to keep His commandments, right? Right. Okay. So when they say, "What is the will of God?" Right? My will for you is to keep my commandments. You know, every time, every every time someone asks about salvation. Even with Christ, Christ never led them away from the law. Mm-hmm. Not once. Even though he's even though he said my grace is sufficient, mm-hmm. he always recommended every person that sinned mm-hmm. back to the law. Yeah. He never once said that all oh, the commandments are done away with. He never said that, um, like like Reverend Anderson was saying, um, the dispensation of, of grace, grace. Mm-hmm. right? Um, but what is the dispensation of grace? You know what I'm saying? Does that terminate the law? Is, is, is that what he's saying? Because the dispensation of grace does not terminate the law. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's just grace mm-hmm. that's given to us something that we didn't have automatically right. when we were under the law. So mm-hmm. grace is the fulfillment of the law. Right. To fulfill the law is grace. It's not just so that they're gone. So the dispensation, let's break that thing down, right? So this dispensing mm-hmm. of grace, right? So he says, should I keep sinning because grace abounds? Of course, Paul was like, surely, you know, surely you should never do that. But the reality is this sanctification process being conformed to the likeness of his son. Again, I can't clean the fish unless I catch him. Mm-hmm. I can't clean him before I catch him. I got to catch him first. Right. Mm-hmm. So the whole the, the, the overarching topic uh, of tonight's radio show is men getting back in church. How do we get them connected to the body? Not even necessarily the building, right? But the body. Mm-hmm. What is that? How do we do that, mm-hmm. right? And we're going to have to have a part two, you guys, because it is already <laughs> 8.59. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, I, and, I, and I feel like I feel a little different than that. Sure. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's the, the problem is getting men back into relationship with God. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The mm-hmm. church, the church is, 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 is an important factor, but it's not the most important factor because the church don't save you. 
You know it's what I'm Jesus. saying? It's, it's Jesus. It's, yeah. it's, you know what I'm saying? It's relationship. The body you know of Christ. Yeah. So if you fix man relationship with God, then you mm-hmm. fix man relationship with the church. Yeah. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We're struggling. Be, we're not struggling because of what the church done. I'm not. Well, I, I want to be correct. We're we, we, we are struggling from a lack of truth. Okay. And right now we are being we are being taught grace, but we're not being taught responsibility. Absolutely, you know what I'm saying? I agree. Mm-hmm. So, so until we're actually taught, okay, <clears throat> I understand grace, but how do I operate under grace? Yeah. Then we are going to be lost, and we're going to move separate ourselves further from God. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Instead of instead of and so you guys we're gonna we're gonna have to have a part two and what I would <laughs> love to do is because these gentlemen are still here uh, we might end up going live somewhere else because I got to get out of the studio but uh, we might end up going live and continuing the conversation because it's really really good I see Reverend Anderson responding and like I said this conversation is very much needed so I saw a couple of things online and I know it's nine o'clock we're gonna get out of here but um, so some of the solutions possible solutions it was saying that. Um, that there might need to be a shift in the kind of worship music used in the church that might make men feel more welcome. We don't know. Um, it said also men's ministry, another possible cause for gender gap in Americans. America's church lies in the shortage of men's ministries, ministering to the man, which is something I think Chris hit on as far as having the relationship with the man. Um, and then. The other one is it says redesign. Some churches like 121 Community Church are making a drastic move and are redesigning their worship spaces and websites as a part of an initiative to bring men back to church. Expecting, they're saying about their interiors are more rugged or lodge-like or something like that. That's catering more to a masculine audience versus a female audience audience as far as the look and everything like that okay and so um that's some of the solutions but like i said if these gentlemen want to we're going to take this to the streets and we're going to uh, continue to go live on facebook you guys so you guys can kind of talk back and forth with us make sure you subscribe to our youtube channels like us on facebook tune in next week on the single life when my girl michelle will be back and we're asking men what they look for in a wife what is wife material? You guys, and remember, if we don't share, then how can we help? Let's root for each other and help each other grow. Good night and stay tuned because I'm going to try and get these gentlemen to stay around so we can uh, continue the conversation. <laughs>